I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about terrible, made-for-TV, vaguely fall-themed rom-coms. For today's bonus episode, we're diving into one of Hallmark's Fall into Love 2023 movies. We picked Fourth Down and Love out of their new offerings, Um, honestly, for no reason other than the fact that we could both watch it on Hulu and that it had already aired. Yeah, but also we're like the biggest football <laughs> fans ever, of course. So we went, I, yeah, we went with that one. <laughs> huge football girly. Huge. But massive. Let, let us tell you that this movie really delivered just an autumnal love story about an aging white football star who finds love and rediscovers the beauty of the Bay Area suburbs. Oh, oh my gosh. There is so much to dig into. With this one, um, my favorite thing personally about it is that they repeatedly refer to the fact that they are in the Bay Area, but the backdrop looks like they're in a small town in Vermont, (laughs) and the culture of the town resembles West Texas in Friday Night Lights. Yes. Except flag football. Yeah, not not high school football. Flag (laughs) middle school football. Yes. I mean, that is the center of this town's economy, is is the sense I'm getting. Yeah, and perhaps filmed in Toronto. So uh, we never know. But it was a mix, a mix of many different a real mashup. Suburban cultures, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's get into this recap, because I really think, like, the deliciousness of this film is in the details. This requires oh, yeah. a play-by-play. It sure does. Uh, first, let's get, do you, let's get to the characters that we have. We have Aaron Allen, who is played by Pascal Hutton of When Calls the Heart for any big Hallmark fans out there. I have, unfortunately <laughs> for me, watched... Quite a bit of When Calls the Heart. I have not, but... It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I I went through a phase where it's terrible, but I've seen the first handful of seasons. Good, like, wallpaper TV, perhaps? Yeah, 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 like, the kind of thing that you could, like, put on and just, like, 10 hours later, like, have cleaned your whole house and be like, I blacked out. I don't... And I have no idea what's happened. It's like the new general hospital for for our... exactly. Um, Erin is a single suburban mom balancing her real estate career with her TA duties, and she is happily divorced. Yeah, her PTA duties, I mean. Uh, she's very, uh, she's a very focused mom trying to make sure her daughter, Kira, has a great upbringing, gets to play in the flag football league she dreams of, while also, <laughs> yes, balancing her real estate career. Just an all-around incredible mother. Oh, great, great, great lady. <laughs> We also have Mike Hansen, played by Ryan Pavey, who is in a lot of Hallmark movies. He was in that timeless Christmas movie where, like, his ghost haunts 
the like the uh, museum that he grew up or that he lived in or something. That's where I remember him from the most. <laughs> Wait, not the spirit of Christmas. He's not the guy from no, spirit of Christmas. No, I think it's Christmas. literally called a timeless a, Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's a different ghost yes, Christmas Yes, yes, yes. There were a few ghost stories <laughs> wow. between 2019 and 2021, I feel. Oh, timeless yeah. Christmas. Yes. Wow. I see I see that. That is a real <laughs> movie. Wow. Incredible stuff. Need to put that one on my list now. <laughs> But he plays a successful pro football player who gets injured and returns home to spend time with his brother and heal up. That brother is Jimmy, played by Dan Payne, who's Mike's brother who lives in the suburbs and coaches the local flag football team. Lovely man. And and his lovely wife, Danielle, played by Heather Dorkson is his calm, cool, collected, funny uh, wife. Yeah, sister-in-law to Mike. Then we have Kira, Sophie Powers. That's Aaron's daughter who loves all things football and just wants to be taken seriously as an athlete on her male-dominated flag football team. We also have Zoe, who played by Piper Scott, who is Jimmy and Danielle's daughter, who is Kira's age. And then we have some more minor characters like... Georgina, who is Aaron's real estate partner and best friend. Gertie, Mike and Jimmy's mom, who loves drinking with the over <laughs> 65s in her retirement community. Gus, played by Fred Henderson, Gertie's boyfriend. And Richard. Oh, Richard, played by Steve Bachik. I Maybe that's yeah. how you pronounce his name. Mike's manipulative sports agent. Of course, you got to have one of those. is out of him. You have to have a villain. So let's let's get into the plot of this movie. Uh, the best part is the plot, of course. We open at a pro football game, Hallmark style. Music is blaring, fans are screaming, and the Whalers are playing. Mike Hansen is one of their star receivers, and he is back post injury. His not family, for long. not for long. <laughs> His family at home is brother Jimmy, sister-in-law Danielle, and niece Zoe watch from their suburban home in Chestnut Creek, California. Uh, The leaves are always orange. Everyone is wearing plaid jackets. And of course, everyone loves football, whether it be flag or tackle. (laughs) Yeah, all, all sorts of football. And everyone loves Mike Hansen because he is a celebrity in the vein of if Tom Brady and similar to Tom Brady, he deeply needs to retire. <laughs> this man should not be playing football anymore. He's he's desperate for that ring. That's but... all. That's all he cares about. And it seems his family though is rooting for him to get that ring. You know, Mike's mom, Grandma Gertie, is watching from her retirement community's pub. Um, this whole movie has so many jokes about the over sixty five complexes. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, you'd think a 65-year-old is 95, the way that they talk about Like, they're like, wow, got to visit those people yeah, in their those 60s live, living in the retirement community. I'm like, I... Having so I much think, more fun than us, let me tell you. They're like, wow, those silly old people. I'm like, I'm sorry, it's 60s? Yeah. Like, calm down. Um, but, you know, the game announcers are talking up Mike Hansen and his fight for this championship ring. They also mention uh, how a lot of his intense bunch of girl fans are happy he doesn't have another kind of ring on his finger. A wedding ring, hint, hint. 
Uh, Jimmy's a heartthrob. Yeah. I'm like, is this how ESPN commentators no. discuss? <laughs> like, what's going on? And uh, of course, Jimmy. And then Danielle's like, oh, is, has Mike always been popular with the ladies? And Jimmy's like, yeah, but, you know, he was too focused on D1 football. He didn't even notice the attention from all the girls I in mean, high school. Classic. Um, uh, never, yeah. Classic jock, you know, never notice when they the get, attention of the women. Never notice the attention, never get drunk on the attention, never uh, take advantage of the attention, yeah. ever. They're pure of heart. Meanwhile, we meet Erin Allen, who is sitting at her beautiful, pristine, white marble countertop, <laughs> just truly focused on writing her real estate listing. Because she's a realtor. She's a girl boss. Yeah, she's she's really hustling. And her daughter is so excited to just sit down and watch the Whalers versus Stallions game. Uh, Kira doesn't understand why her mom doesn't seem to have any interest in football and specifically the Whalers. But as Erin says, she's from Dallas. Uh, but we find out a little later that there's a deeper meaning why she just isn't into the Whalers. There is. It's personal. <laughs> We have a little one-liner about uh, not using charming in a real estate listing. <laughs> uh, and then we're off to to the races, and we discover more about what's really going on uh, with Aaron and Mike. During an early play, Mike gets injured again, of course. Oh, no. The Aaron Rodgers oh, no. timing, I say. I don't know if you're up with the football drama, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers left the Packers he joined the New York Jets. Everyone has been freaking out that he is going to bring like the star power that this team has needed. Um, and then he got injured within like the first four plays of the game. Look, football's a dangerous sport. Someone else who should have retired. Like he's... Maybe it should be banned. I'm just putting it out there. It's a lot of brain injuries. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why flag football is the way to go, Emma. Hallmark's just, they know what's up. They're yeah, like, Let's. they know. They're finally, they're finally realizing. But Gertie, a, the truest football fan of them all, is so incensed that that a man would tackle her son, not <laughs> her son. She's going to call his his mother, that player's mother. So pure. Everyone is very worried about Mike's health, which to which I say that's very fair because yes. he is just really aging out of this sport and also has presumably been injured many times. A multitude of times. I'm very, I'm worried about him and his body and his brain. Aaron is, takes this opportunity to be like, wow, I'm so glad that my daughter Kira is playing flag football. Yeah, not tackle. Same, I, same, same. Kira, however, is, you know, struggling with being the only girl on a boys team. And apparently she tackled one of the boys out of a moment of frustration uh, but she mentions that if her dad was around more often, then he could be the coach and he can help her, you know, play more games and be included in this all-male field of men on her team. Just kind of not letting her be the athlete she wants to be. Also, her dad is absentee. That's important. Exactly. To that is the information we're pulling from. Yeah. Absentee father. Bad dad. She needs a new daddy. And that's... Thank God we have Mike coming on in. Turns out Mike fractured some ribs during this big game, and that means he's benched for a month. He'll hopefully be able to make it back, be there for his team eventually, but 
he's got to lay low for a little while. This is when we meet his agent, Richard, who we know right off the bat is going to be evil because he's speaking in like a low growl (laughs) to his client and has some very severe facial hair and is like stroking a football (laughs) as he as he talks to Mike. It's like Dr. Evil, but instead of a cat, it's like a football. Uh, And he's like, Mike, do you need to return as a whaler? Yeah, he's he's setting something up. He's ready to make... Sketchy as fuck. Yeah, he's ready to make some moves, ready to throw Mike's (laughs) career and life into a spiral, as we say in football. Uh, (laughs) The next morning, Jimmy, the brother of the year, is upset with all the social media reactions uh, to his brother's injury he cannot believe the fan base could turn on Mike Hansen so quickly. I mean, trolls on Elon Musk's internet? I've never heard of it. <laughs> never. Uh, How dare they? He's really, he's in there tweeting right back at them with scathing and witty takedowns like, Mike bleeds whaler blue. <laughs> you, you got him there, yeah, Jimmy. No one is more devoted to the team than my brother. Uh, just tweeting. <laughs> That'll show them. Tweeting from his couch uh, and his wife. You know, Danielle has to pour him more coffee. He says, I, yeah, I, I was need... like, I don't know. Bro, get up off the fucking couch. <laughs> He's like, I need more coffee so I can keep hate tweeting at these people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need more coffee to be a reply guy, okay? Because again, we're this is Hallmark. Coffee is important. Hey, co- coffee is important In life. outside of yeah, Hallmark, yeah. too. Yeah. But is it pumpkin spiced coffee? <laughs> yeah, no, I guess not. <laughs> so Aaron is getting Kira uh, ready for school while Jimmy finishes all his tweeting. Uh, she says she'll meet her up later at the fa- uh, flag football practice to chat with the coach. And Aaron then gets a little tough love as she meets up with her real estate partner, Georgina, who is mad that she keeps turning down dates with Great single guys like Jim from the gym. <laughs> I mean, he sounds wonderful. He does. And then Aaron pretends uh, to get a phone call, which is a pretty funny moment. Uh, and she ignores her <laughs> friends probing. Uh, so we kind of see their dynamic. Georgina is just trying to to find Aaron a guy. And yeah, Georgina is that that classic best friend character who like only shows up to emotionally support. Aaron and then just like runs the business I guess on the side yeah, but yeah. she's mostly there for Aaron's emotional needs Jimmy calls Mike up and is like bro just come and rest and recover in the in-law suite <laughs> we have in our giant suburban home he says this as though like well everyone has an in-law suite well you know he's a flag football coach so <laughs> yeah. that salary must the big be bucks. pretty great I know what I'm doing next year <laughs> he's also like I'll call you a town car and and Mike is like Jimmy you can't afford a town car <laughs> and Jimmy's like you're right man <laughs> Only an in-law suite, <laughs> never a town car. This scene completely got me. You're right, I can't <laughs> afford it. But you know what? You'll pay me back. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I spent all of the money on the giant in-law suite, suite that I we have. have. Yeah. Um, I have an in-law suite, no, but I can't afford an Uber for you. <laughs> yeah, no Ubers for you. But Mike reluctantly agrees to come into town and meet his brother at the middle school field for flag football practice. 
On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, something big is about to happen. Can you keep up? I like love it. And we are back. And it's time for practice. Kira is being persecuted as the sole girl athlete on her team of middle school boys. Um, And having been a middle school girl at one point in my life, frankly, I can think of nothing worse than being the sole girl on an all-boy flag football team. Sounds like my worst nightmare. That's like a gym class, like, trauma resurfacing. I mean, my five-year-old daughter is on a co-ed soccer team, and that stresses me out. And, you know, all five-year-olds are pretty much on the same playing field. <laughs> yes. Middle school boys are just mean. Yes. Um, a lot of them are. So I feel for Kira. They're not letting her, like, show off her skills. But she sees an all-girls team that looks like a lot more fun playing across the field. She's like, I want to switch teams. I got to get the fuck out of this, like, misogyny yeah. bullshit. I- Send me over to the girls. Uh, yeah, what do we do and in conflict? We go right to our mom, and Erin is there. Erin makes it happen. To help her. She makes it happen. Mom of the year. She's like, she's like this fucking coach is a blowhard who just <laughs> wants his son, like Spencer or something, to, or Stanley, I don't remember what his name is, <laughs> to Probably play quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, whatever, lady, do whatever you want. So she makes a case to the other coach, who happens to be Jimmy, <gasps> Jimmy, for letting her daughter join the team. And Jimmy's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a small town suburban coach trying to do right by my daughter." Yeah, because his daughter so, yes. went through the same thing, and he thought, "I'm going to start an all-girls team," and that's why and Jimmy's so the like, real Kira, hero of this movie. Yeah, he really is. Like Kira, come on over. We're, we're doing it. As they're talking and the girls are practicing, Aaron starts to piece together that Jimmy is Mike Hansen's brother-in-law. And then we start to piece together that Mike Hansen is Aaron's ex-boyfriend from college. Who would have guessed it? I mean, Aaron <laughs> is shook as she sees Mike, her ex, approaching the flag football field. Her college boyfriend in the flesh. And everyone is just like, You two, Aaron. yeah, you two know each other? <laughs> but then they're like, oh, Aaron, the one who broke my brother's heart. I'm like, your brother's 45. <laughs> Calm down. Like, this is his boyfriend, or his girlfriend from when he was like 20. But he's still playing football. So, you know, to them, no time has passed. No, he, is, yeah. he has not gotten that championship ring He has been playing football for what seems like a million years. (laughs) And now, while he's injured, he needs to come face to face with the college girl who broke his heart. I mean, Jimmy is worried. He's worried about his brother. (laughs) But everyone immediately is just like, these two, you have to get married. It's the law. So Aaron and Mike start awkwardly chatting, and then they're forced to keep doing so when Kira begs to go to the after-practice pizza party with her new team. Mike walks into this red sauce Italian restaurant and doesn't even realize that he's a major celebrity, uh, as every woman in the restaurant 
and no men. I guess this man is like more of a heartthrob than like a sports star. Well, like I don't really understand what's happening. Said, his intense girl fan base is, in, you know, intense, insane. They're like, it's not about sports. But it's women, yeah, women want... Women j- watch just football. like a hot football <laughs> player. They only watch football for this hottie yeah. in particular. Mike Hansen only. We, <laughs> oh, God. We also learned that Aaron used to be a Whalers fan, but now she's a Stallions fan. <gasps> is this about this Mike? This is about Mike. <laughs> it's personal. It's personal. Aaron is like, Mike, you only have room in your heart for football. We feel the romantic tension building. Afterwards, she's just wistfully scrolling through her phone, looking at old photos of the two of them from college. And I was like, girl, you like scanned those in. Yeah, like, like how did you get those? Like, again, kept an album on your phone. Like, you're, I'm sorry, you're in your 40s. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, is that the 80s? <laughs> you like, like, ma'am. But clearly, ma'am, he's the one that you got went, away. You were in college, at least in, like, the earliest aughts. Like, you, this was, you weren't, we didn't have iPhones. No. So, yeah, she got home, scanned those pictures into her phone just so she can <laughs> scroll and remember. Secret album. Yeah, the love that got away. Mike. The next morning, Erin is restaging the decorative pears all over the house uh, that she's showing because, you know, those decorative items are what sells a house, in my opinion. Yeah, she's like, I'm here to stage this house um, exclusively with graystone pears. Yeah. Uh, Should they go on the left side or the right side of the mantle? It's a hard decision. But again, her brain is swirling because Mike's With back love. in town. It's love. Yes, she's all love. messed up. Did she, she really... can't even decorate a, a white house with pears anymore. <laughs> she it's can't do hard. it. She can't do her job anymore. She did she break his heart? Um how could she have left like left the relationship? Um you know, he got everything he wanted, a football career. Um Maybe they can make it work. She's just, she's spiraling a little bit. And of course, Georgina shows up to the house, um, seemingly only to receive all of Aaron and Mike's related uh, anxieties about everything that's happening. Are they going to get back together? Can they even be friends? What really happened in college that would cause all of this chaos? Yeah, Who Georgina knows? is like, I may be um, a partner in this real estate firm, and you can't even decide which side of the mantle to put a pair. But I'm here <laughs> to be your therapist, Aaron. Tell me more about your conflicting feelings for Mike Hansen. Oh, you know Georgina's saying, you should have went with Jim from the gym. Like, here, you missed, <laughs> you missed the opportunity. Frankly, she, she might have been better off. <laughs> so it's time. It's time for all of the white moms in town and a few token dads to gather to brainstorm for the Chestnut Creek Flag Football Fundraiser. Fun. Emphasis on fun. fun. This is a big deal. And we know because the really chirpy lady who is like, I guess, the head of the planning committee has a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that's groaning. That's legit. It's, very serious business. Danielle and Aaron offer to talk to Mike about donating some signed jerseys to get this lady off, off their backs and fundraise some great money for flag football and this town. Meanwhile, Mike is, for some reason, standing <laughs> in the middle of a 
school football fields. I think it's the high school football field. It's unclear, but he's, it's like a... Yeah, he's reliving his past. He's re, yeah. yeah, reliving his past. And he is just hearing the voices of adoring announcers of his past playing in his head. They're like, Mike Hansen, champion signing with Sequoia. Like... He did it again. And like, he's just like wistfully like taking it all in, like stroking the football field lovingly. Like, oh God, my beautiful past. That's true romance right there. Football and Mike Hansen go (laughs) hand in hand. It's true. Uh, Meanwhile, we have to mention too that Chestnut Creek is Mike's hometown. And Aaron just happened to end up here thinking that he would never come back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. what she... It actually seems insane that they haven't run into each other already. Like, yeah. her daughter is a teenager yeah. or like a tween. Her daughter is like 12 years old. And, in a, in or thir- a small, 12 or 13. In a small it, town. Like, how do you not know Mike Hansen's brother might still live here? <laughs> it makes literally no sense. I guess you're supposed to be like, well, they didn't go to the same middle school. So they, she just like never connected the dots. But like, this lady would be all over Facebook. Are you like, are you kidding me? She'd yeah. be Facebook stalking everyone. But this is what also, we realized. Like, she moved there for a reason. She knew eventually he might come back. She was just laying the seeds. She was playing the long She's game. Like, it's a great town to live in. <laughs> they, they do this weird thing where they're like, this is such a small town. Everyone is involved in all the same things. But then they're like, they these people just like ne- have never met. And the woman who's like organizing this fundraiser and seems to know Danielle like pretty well. She's like volunteering her for positions. Thinks that it's insane that she would know Mike. And like Mike is her brother-in-law. Like what? (laughs) Like this isn't me. She's like, I'm a huge fan of Mike Hansen. Everyone's a huge fan of him. I'm like, then wouldn't you know that his brother and sister-in-law live in this town? Town? Like it just, it didn't make sense. They, they, but that's all some continuity. <laughs> okay, I have some questions. <laughs> but Danielle ultimately invites Aaron and Kira over for a cozy fire pit night in their backyard. But it's actually just an excuse for Jimmy and Danielle to try to get Mike and Aaron to make out. Yeah. Of course, they're trying to push them together. They want Mike to be happy. They want Aaron to be happy. Um, you know, Mike and Aaron hang out by the fire pit when they realize they're both at this little gathering. Um, Aaron says she went into real estate because she used to let other people influence the decisions she made. Seems like a very pointed line. Yeah. I used to let other people. But but no more. Now I live my truth. Yeah, she got she got divorced and she seems very happy about it. She and made, she went into real estate. Follow your dreams, follow girl. Follow your dreams. And she joined the PTA, doing everything she wants to do. And then Mike, of course, opens up about his sadness over football. He just wanted one more shot at a ring. It's all he's ever thought about, clearly, because that's all we hear about in the first 20 minutes of this movie. Mike only has like two emotional cores. One is football. The other is Aaron. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Because now the ring, he says, is not as important because he saw Aaron again. He never forgot about her. They start talking about the end of their college relationship, um, dipping into the most tepid level of conflict and emotion. 
before Erin insists that she could she probably steer clear of Mike while he's in town. They should just. She's like, we can't. We yeah, can't do this. We can't We're reopening do this. old wounds. I'm like, you, you literally, all you said was like, I was hurt or like, did you think all I cared about was football? And she's like, we can't do this, Mike. <laughs> no, never again. I, I, it's probably for the best if I just stay away from you. Yeah, they really just but, broke up over football. That's, you know, football is life. And their relationship just couldn't compete. But this does not, this pact to stay away from each other does not last long because the minute that they walk inside Jimmy and Danielle's house, we learn that Jimmy has been asked to take over for the high school assistant coach, which is apparently a job he has been lusting after for a full decade. This is his dream. <laughs> Not like head coach, like high school. High school assistant coach. Assistant coach. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this is like West Texas levels of football fervor. Yep. They are so excited. But if he took, if he took this job, the girls' team wouldn't have a coach. Yep. The He's like, what do football I do? team would be what do I coachless. Do? And then they're like, Mike, you have a broken rib. You could coach the girls for a month. Yeah, you're home. You're home for for your injury for just the amount of time we have until the championship. It's so convenient. <laughs> so this means that Mike and Aaron have to be friends for the sake of the team. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, the rest of this beautiful film. Can you keep up? And we are back. Turns out Mike's a natural. Just a great coach. Can and you Aaron becomes, <laughs> I know, it's so surprising. Aaron becomes his right-hand woman, um, which mostly means reminding Mike that like all of his ribs are fractured. So he shouldn't be doing a lot of rigorous physical activity. Yep. After practice, Kira convinces her mom to invite Mike back to their house for lasagna night. They what? reminisce during this during this beautiful <laughs> evening about how Mike taught Aaron to throw a football underneath the twinkling stadium lights. It's a does s- does anything sound more romantic to you? Lasagna, than, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> lasagna does sound more romantic than than the I am stadium lights. At just the mention of lasagna. Just laughing because they really like talk up the lasagna in this this scene. Kira's like, you have to come. You cannot miss out on the delicious lasagna. (laughs) And I realized I want some lasagna right now. Yeah, it actually sounds great. Sounds Uh, absolutely delicious. (laughs) The whalers are struggling without Mike. Uh, Mike is big sad about it. He, He misses football, but he has flag football to keep him busy. Uh, He stares wistfully out over the balcony at the forest full of perfectly orange-leaved trees. The massive deck, of course, is adorned with pumpkins. Because this is fall. It's fall, people. If you have forgotten, And this is Hallmark. It's (laughs) fall and it's Hallmark. And it's the Bay Area. (laughs) (laughs) Or West Texas. Or the Northeast. We don't really know. But no, it's the Bay Area. And this is the perfect time with all this ambiance, all these pumpkins, for Mike to confess that he wants more from his life. He wants Aaron. He goes in for the kiss. Who is thrilled? Danielle and Jimmy. They're just thrilled. Absolutely. They're like, we did it. Our matchmaking skills are unparalleled. 
The next day, Mike invites Aaron to be his date to the Harvest Hoedown because, <laughs> again, this is a fall Hallmark movie. You could not yeah. leave without at least one mention of a harvest in also, some capacity. Yeah, and this is California, so hoedowns happen all the time there. <laughs> Always. It's a line-dancing fundraiser thing. For what, you may ask, are they fundraising? <laughs> Who can say? Erin never finds out. But she does put on her best Western-style belt, cowboy hat, cowboy boots, and cropped denim jacket. And is like, Kira, my daughter, how, did, how would you feel if I started to date someone? Just someone, seriously. And Kira's like, Mom, I'm a 12 to 13-year-old. Obviously, I'm so chill with it. Like, <laughs> I love... I love when my parents, my recently divorced parents, date other people. I love that for me. Yeah. Because she's a classic. Tween. She's a tween classic in a Hallmark tween. movie. <laughs> exactly. It fits the bill. Turns out that the fundraiser uh, charity thing is at Gertie and Gus's retirement community pub. The pub of all pubs, apparently. This is like the, the center of any social life in this community. It's yes. the uh, only place people are having fun. But to be honest, these oldies are wild. They they know how to party. They these oldies, they might be 62. <laughs> they they might be 90. It's unclear. But here's the thing. My parents are in their 60s and they know how to have a good time too because they're uh, yeah, only they're just, in their they're 60s. Just not, they're just not old. <laughs> <laughs> like they my dad's retired, my mom is close to retirement. This is the second half of their life. They want to party. They want to take tequila shots. Hell yeah. Boots, just like Gertie and Gus. Uh, you know, they want to stay up. They want to dance. Good for them. At the good end for, of the night. Good for Gertie and Gus. Yeah. And at the end of the night, Aaron and Mike share a, a sweet cheek kiss. And that's enough for Aaron to turn into the world's worst realtor. <laughs> um, telling prospective buyers on, you know, uh, with her and Georgina's properties that the living room is good for living. And that's so what lo- that's what love does to you. It just messes you up. It makes you put pears on your mantle. It makes you, you know, just mention that living room spaces are great for living in. I'm like, poor Georgina. Not only is she Aaron's de facto therapist, but she now has to do all of the work for their real estate firm because Aaron literally can't even talk about the most basic parts of a home. <laughs> Mike just has her has her in a flurry. It's it's too much for her to handle. She can't balance the PTA, Kira, (laughs) and Mike with her actual job. The job has to take the the job has to go. The job has to go. There's not no space for it anymore. But meanwhile, Kira is stressing out because her new team is about to play against her old team, and she's so nervous because those boys are bullies. She tries to fake sick to get out of it, but Coach Mike is a great coach, and he talks her down. He's like, just visualize. Meditate with me. Visualize catching the passes, and then catch the pass again. Yeah. And she's like, wow, I'm great. I'm so ready. Um, I've got it. And th- she does got it because they kick their asses. Take that, boys. Yeah. F you, boys. Uh. Cue the training montage. We get a, a clip of Mike shirtless just doing some stretches, getting those ribs ready. That's uh, like the the only horny part yep, of this it. entire film. 
It's uh, very chaste in Hallmark land. They give us a little bit, you know, just a little touch of a male nipple, but that that's all you <laughs> that's all you really need on Hallmark. That's all you got. <laughs> the Whalers are gearing up for their championship qualifying game. Uh, and Chestnut Creek is ready again for another fundraiser. No, it's the same one. No, it's the same one, Lee. It's the same one. They've been planning it this whole time. <laughs> it's the same fundraiser. It hasn't happened yet. But it not requires... the ho- it's not the hoedown fundraiser is what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, no, 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 yes. no. Okay, yes. No, the, the you're right. This is the flag football fundraiser that they've been planning. I yes. understand. There was another fundraiser. Which we don't this know is... what it was for, but it was for something. No. This is, I guess, just for flag football. The, again, the the beating heart of Chestnut Creek. <laughs> and at this point, Aaron and Mike are full-on dating. They are dating. Uh, Mike has really embraced the suburban life. He's wearing chambray. Can you believe That's it? That's how you can tell. Uh-huh. That's how you know. You're like, this man. But he fits in. Just, just when he's fitting in, um, he's about to get medically cleared to rejoin his team. Um, and he wants to show Aaron how great his post-rib fracture moves are. So he, you know, he's like, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. She throws it, he catches it, and then she does a run and jump, a la The Bachelor, into his arms. You know arms. we love that. He has been working his ribs for this moment, and he is now back to full strength. He's ready to play, and he's ready to just hug and lift Aaron as many times as she needs. <laughs> And assure her that going back to football does not mean their relationship has to end. Where are they having this big emotional debrief, you might be wondering? Obviously, in their favorite place, in the center of an empty football field. Of course, in California. It's nowhere more (laughs) romantic. Every big conversation through that uh, this movie takes place on some sort of football field, whether it's yeah, the middle school I mean, field, the high school field, a random field we don't know which school a practice it belongs field. to. <laughs> they're, they're always the pro just field. on. It's where everything everything important in life happens. This is the best, though. Then you see Jimmy on the speaker of this field saying, he could go all the way. <laughs> Jimmy's just, I guess, hanging out there in the announcer's booth. He's such a big brother. Just trolling. Reliving their high school days. Just making yeah, it's fun never of a been, couple it's on the never, field. It's never been as good for them since high school. <laughs> I guess college in, in Mike's case. <sighs> but unfortunately, the Whalers lose their big, like, semifinals game because there's a very tall boy on the other team. But Coach Mike keeps their spirits up. He's like, there's always next year. And they all go out for Italian food after, of course. Always their favorite spot. Cut to the flag football fundraiser, which seems to consist of like a handful of tented stations set up in a random parking lot. I was like, this, you've been planning this for like a full month. Yep. It's it's okay. a hard it's hard work, you know. You gotta uh, find those tents. You gotta find people to work the tents. You gotta find out what just, you're gonna sell in the they tents. They have so many fields in this town. Like at least, like why are you in a parking lot? I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's. I guess it's easy. It would be easier on like gravel. I don't know. It looks it looks less inviting than a farmer's market. Is yeah, what I'm yeah, gonna yeah. say. The the little station Aaron is manning is I I presume the bake sale. Um, which is full of cupcakes baked by Gertie, of course. So, you know, she made them with love. 
And plain bagels, just like trays of plain bagels that truly look like the ones you'd buy at the airport if you got really desperate. And you were like, (laughs) this is the least suspect thing here. So not a bagel you would pay like $5 for. I was like, this is appalling. Like, I know, how dare you? This was definitely the crafty service of the Hallmark movie. Just yeah, being I was like, like what there do we are, have behind the scenes that we could just throw on this big There are obviously zero juice in this town. <laughs> None. <laughs> These bagels look awful. But Gertie takes this moment to tell Aaron that she makes her son happy. Even happier than pro football makes him, if you... If you can believe it. He's had so much growth in a month. It's unreal. I I mean, his life has really changed. Meanwhile, Kira is still feeling really bummed that she isn't playing in the championships. But wait. Turns out one of the kids on the other team lied about his age. And it was not the very tall kid. It was a very tiny kid, actually. And that means they're disqualified. And the Whalers are called up to compete. Can you believe it? What a twist. They're like, the Whalers are gonna win because of a loophole. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, as soon as the big championship game is set to start, Mike's evil agent Richard shows up to crash the party. He's like, your team needs you now. You have to get back to your career. Mike is like, Richard, let me just stay for this game. Like, I'm devoted to these girls. I'm a coach now. And Richard's like, no, man. We got to go this exact moment. And I gave you no heads up. I just arrived here. Because you're an adult. Like, what? Okay. (sighs) Well, Mike's getting the girls ready, saying his goodbyes. Richard has a chat with Aaron. Mm -hmm. And this is when we learn that she broke up with him last time on draft day because Richard convinced her that that was the best decision for Mike. And she needs to do the same thing now because Mike can't have any distractions if he wants that championship (laughs) ring. Plus, he's being traded, so he's going to live... She didn't ask where, but somewhere, I presume, far away. They didn't clarify. And Aaron is like, well, Richard said I had to break up with Mike, so I guess I'm I will. Yeah, she didn't take her own advice where she says she makes her own decisions now. Erin She literally didn't even like have a conversation with Mike. She's like, Hey, so you know your your agent is like telling is like running your relationships and yeah. telling me I have to break up no. with you. How do you feel about that? Instead, she's just like in her head, Mike's getting traded. I gotta say goodbye. Mike comes up to her and she's just like, I wish you luck wherever you end up. This relationship needs to be put on hold. Mike is very confused and sad. I understandably. And as he leaves, Aaron, who has been really afraid of bees this entire movie. Yeah, this uh, is the weirdest subplot. They're just like bees. bees. The biggest, biggest symbol of all. We probably should have mentioned the bees earlier, but again, it it seems pointless until this moment (laughs) uh, where she gets stung by a bee for the first time after avoiding them all season long. Now, is this a sign? We shall see. We shall see. I I have a sneaking suspicion. Mike is chatting with Richard in the car, and he's like, I can't believe Aaron would walk out on me again. And Richard's like, well, you know, she knew it was the best. She knew it was the best to walk away on draft day and today. And after just that one sentence, Mike is like, wait, 
I figured it out. You're the one who made Aaron break up with me twice. Like, first of all, you, again, you're in your 40s. Yeah. Why <laughs> is your girlfriend letting your agent just tell her to break up with you? Like, I, all of these people need to, like, I don't know, fucking grow a backbone. <laughs> But he's furious at Richard. Mike tries to call Aaron, but he doesn't get a response. He calls Danielle, who fills him in on the championship game. But unfortunately, she can't get to Aaron in that moment because Aaron is at the scoreboard. She's at the scoreboard. You know, there are more important things than you, Star Cross lovers. Yeah. There's the championship game. Richard admits he is actually trying to trade Mike. That's not a lie. Like, without his knowledge? And my, exactly what Mike says, Emma. What? This is my life. You can't make that decision for me. This is supposed to be something we discuss together. But you also, know what? Also, again, Mike. Richard runs the, you, runs the Mike, show. Mike, you need to retire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is a sign. You had a t- uh, you tore your ACL. You just broke some ribs. You're now in love. You love the suburban life. It's a sign. Just, it's time to retire. retire. It's time to be done. But Mike's not done. No, he's still looking for that traumatic brain injury, apparently. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's like, got to get the trifecta of injuries. (laughs) After the championship game, which obviously the Whalers, the mini Whalers win, the crew heads off to their favorite pizza place to celebrate. But people are down because Mike. Mike is gone. Aaron hasn't returned Mike's calls. And his family knows that they're meant to be. Mike wants Aaron, not just the championship ring. As she sips on a glass of red wine, because it's fall, Aaron contemplates her love story with Mike. And, like, what went wrong? Is their relationship meant to be? (sighs) Kira's dad is absentee, which means Kira needs... Needs a father figure. She needs stability. And Mike's her new daddy. And if her new daddy gets traded away, it would just be too much. Be too much. Gertie says, Aaron should avoid worrying about what ifs and focus on what is. And that she will haunt all of her real estate listings and open houses for the rest of her life if she doesn't try to work it out with her son. <laughs> She's like, I just pop out of class. You should. <laughs> She's like, here's some beautiful advice. Focus on the now. Also, I will blackmail you (laughs) spiritually into being with my son. This is a trend with Gertie. She's willing to do anything for her for her kids and her grandkids. She wanted to fight that very tall boy. She wanted to (laughs) fight the person who tackled her son when he got injured. And now she's going to haunt Aaron. Unless all of the wrong, I think she's doing a lot of misdirecting her anger. (laughs) Too many tequila shots for Gertie. (laughs) Yeah, she's really drinking out of boots like every day. She's just toasted. The next day, Mike is back on the field with the Whalers. He comes up with an excellent play, and the team wins. He rips his helmet off. He's like, Go, Mike. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Twitter is saying, Wow, in this beautiful moment, I should retire. Mike is like, Richard, I'm staying with the Whalers, but you're fired. Love it. He's renegotiating his contract to stay in the Bay Area so that he can have everything. Football, Aaron, perhaps a championship ring, pumpkins, coffee, beer, the Italian joint, everything. It's going to be great. When he leaves the stadium, 
He spots Aaron in the stands wearing his jersey number, number 88. They meet, you know, in the hallway to the locker room, and he assures her that he's not being traded and she can wear that jersey for the rest of his career because he is staying at the Whalers. Um, She says she's sorry. She's sorry she didn't believe in their love. Mike says it was all Richard. He manipulated the whole situation from the beginning. He manipulated the whole situation by saying one time, Aaron, Mike needs no distractions. You need to leave. And Aaron's like, wow, well, that was really compelling. She did it twice. (laughs) But Mike's always been dedicated to her and their love. And uh, he asks her, "What, what changed your mind? And she said, the bee sting. Quote, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. All that worry for nothing. All that wasted time. See, love and bees, they go hand in hand. She can't, she can't be wasting time. Um, she has to be there for Mike. Be, if, be there, yeah. Be there for Mike. That's beautiful. Mike says he always thought he wanted a championship ring. But really, all he wanted was her. They say, I love you. It's beautiful. Back in Chestnut Creek, that one Italian <laughs> pizza restaurant is packed yet again. And everyone lives happily ever after in the suburbs. Wow. What a film. Honestly, incredible stuff. Um, that was really fun to recap. I this is these are the things I, I love about Hallmark movies, is that they're like so hokey and absurd and they have so many holes in their plots. Mm. And that's just part of the fun. They have to be bad in the right kind of way, though. Because we did, I admit, try to watch a different one. The other Hallmark Fall Into Love movie that's already been released, which is like, has a really clunky name, like a colon, like love story (laughs) in the Smoky Mountains. And it was... Painful. I I was Mm -hmm. so bad I could. There was, I was like, there's nothing to, I don't even know what to make fun of. And... I yeah I I couldn't. Before, so we we were like football seems like fertile ground. Yeah, fourth down in love. You know, football just started uh, on Sunday. This just seemed like the perfect fit. It's timely. Fall football. This for me specifically as a massive football fan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's certainly funnier than uh, the Smoky Mountains love story. Yeah, that one's not funny though. It also does center on. I think college exes getting back together. I'm like, guys, you got to get a new plot. Well, they did the high school sweethearts and now they're like, let's move up to the next stage and that will be college. <laughs> it's college. And then in a few years, we'll get like the mid 20s. Um, yeah. But yes, so Danielle, this movie, the PTA mom, Jimmy, little MVPs of comedy for this. It was it was definitely more watchable than the average Hallmark film. I wasn't mad about it. It also has a lot of great tropes. Yeah. We got the high school the coll- or the college high school or college sweethearts reunited. We have a long running misunderstanding that kept the lovers apart. Absolutely. And that they did not attempt to investigate at all. So they were apart for an unnecessarily long time. Yeah. I love those plot devices. I love those. I love the hometown hero returns uh, to his beloved suburban hometown. Uh, and all, only the women know who he is, even though he's a football player. Of course. We also have a child who is so thrilled that their parent is going to start dating again. Like, you've, like every, every child in a Hallmark movie is just like, 
get my parent out there boning again. That's (laughs) what I want. That's what I crave. Get me a new daddy or mommy. I know. These poor, little do they know. It causes more chaos than good. Uh, We also have a a lot of rich white people who are allegedly down home and folksy, but they live in massive (laughs) white homes with marble countertops and exposed beams. And they have in-law suites because, of course. They have in-law suites. They cannot afford a town car, but they do have in-law suites. And we also, of course, of course, have two Black characters who function almost exclusively um, as sounding boards for our white leads there to offer emotional support to Mike and Aaron. Yeah, you have Mike's coach who he, you know, Mike just tramples on at the end and makes his own play. Who cares what the coach has to say? This is Mike's team Well, Mike's a coach now, Lee. Yeah. Mike's a coach. And Georgina just helping Aaron out the entire movie. Georgina's doing the most. Georgina needs to sit back and be like, I'll be taking more. This commission split is not, like, I've I've watched enough Selling Sunset. Yeah. You know what? Like, you didn't, Aaron, you didn't earn this. We're we're doing 80-20. Like, you, you barely showed up. You said the living room is living. Like, it's not, it's not doing it for me. Oh. And Georgina, Justice does Georgina, Georgina have a man or a woman or a partner Georgi- in this? Georgina doesn't have a life. Georgina's life is to be Aaron's therapist and do all of the work she can't do because she's in love. Well, next season, we're going to get fourth sale in love or something. And it's all going to be about Georgina and her real estate career and her finding love. Because it's if, Georgina's Frankly, if, if only, if only. <sighs> so this is, of course, one of Hallmark's classic fall films. They They love to do a seasonal series. They love to to turn everything into a holiday, of course, as we know Hallmark, known for their cards and other holiday-related accoutrements, things that you can buy. They want you to buy more shit, and these movies are a part of that machine. We've got family. We've got football. We've got fire pits. Yeah, we got beer and wine at the local Italian joint. We got you know, running away from those lingering bees that will just this not was, leave. <laughs> that's a real thing. My my partner is very scared of bees and he has a lot of thoughts about October bees. Mm. He says they're like the most vicious because they have nothing to lose. Yeah, their lives just, are ending. They're just trying He's to like, get... He's like, they'll fuck you up. So. <laughs> Especially those yellow jackets. Don't mess with yeah. those. Yeah, no, it's really the wasps more than the bees, yeah. but we, you know, we colloquially get them all mixed up. And of course, PTA meetings. You can't have fall or the start of the school year without them. Uh, and love. No. You know, and fall, love. perfect L- time is- to fall in love is the fall. Almost as good as, as Christmas. All we were missing was like, other- like a little bit of apple picking, maybe. I saw some pumpkins, yeah, I, but no cider. I actually thought this movie was, it didn't have enough landed gentry. It didn't have enough... Hmm. Um, harvesting, like no. it did, like where, where was like the folksy, yeah, um, owner of a cidery? Yeah, where are the apple cider donuts? That's what. That's what. Anyway, we got lasagna, yeah, like, but you got to follow like we that had, up with some donuts. We had plain bagels from the airport. You couldn't have thrown in some apple cider donuts. Like now that I know, think look. about it, very, very Italian food friendly. This movie, just lasagna and pizza and. The Italian restaurant and red wine, you know, 
But a lot of gourds. Everything is decorated (laughs) in gourds and every tree is like perfectly orange. So they're just, you know, they're phoning it in a little bit. I also want to call out an incredible piece that I reread every year that our very own Claire Fallon wrote when we were all working at HuffPost. I'm trying to figure out what year it was. In 2018, it's called Autumn Hallmark Movies Are Horny for Harvest and the Landowning Class. Mm -hmm. Tis the season to fall in love with the fantasy of inherited wealth. And the main movie that she talks about is a movie called Harvest Love. And Ryan Pavey is the lead in that movie, too. So Full circle moment. Full circle moment. Another one of those. We get those frequently. I love it. But she has a really great... I mean, the whole piece I highly recommend reading, but she has a great paragraph where she sort of delivers the thesis of fall films for Hallmark. She writes, But there is nothing pure in Hallmark America. The channel exists to sell us seasons so they can sell us seasonal greeting cards and stuffed animals. Capitalism is the engine driving their brightly lit romantic comedies, which is why seasonal spirit, such as baking pumpkin spice shortbread instead of vanilla cake, is framed as a moral imperative. And if Hallmark Christmas movies at heart are fairy tales of consumption, autumn Hallmark movies are predominantly another kind of capitalist fantasy, romances of the land ownership class. I mean, Claire, we miss you. I remember reading this. It's so good. When it was first published. But I mean, this is what Hallmark does. This is their whole thing, especially... When it comes, again, to the seasonal movies, the Christmas movies, the fall movies. They like to take a time of year and commodify Mm -hmm. the shit out of it. And I think that these movies are, while honestly, Hallmark has gotten a little bit less white, a little bit less conservative, as a lot of their most reactionary stars have fled to that, what's that that channel that was started by the former head of Hallmark. Yeah, well, where Candace Cameron Bure is now. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, the Great Candace American. Cameron Bure. Yeah, the Great American Network or something. They, they all, all of their most conservative um, stars fled there because they didn't want to make movies um, about any queer people. Yes, the Great so, American Family, because of course it yeah, would be called that. Woof, Ugh. woof, woof. So. Um, that it's interesting. I think even in the years since Claire wrote this piece, there has been a little bit of a a shift on Hallmark culturally. But even Fourth Down in Love, like it's less landed gentry focused. And yet it still does invoke this kind of fundamentally conservative fantasy about the idealization of this like white suburban life where everyone is close enough to the city to be wealthy and like benefit from that wealth generation but um cut off from a lot of like cultural diversity Mm -hmm. and like living in these like beautiful uh enclaves of wealth where everyone has an in-law suite and everyone participates in the local flag football fundraiser and you might see a couple faces of color dotted throughout, but like, make no mistake, this is a white ass town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, I do like how you pointed out that Hallmark is trying to make a shift since the great American family kind of 
took over their old ways. But are they I mean, doing they're, enough? I, you know, yeah, are right. they doing enough is the real question here. I, I know we've gotten some queer love stories, which is great. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, the movie that's airing next in the series involves, I think there's two love stories. It's like two people switch place. And it's kind of like them, the holiday. I saw that. It's like the uh, holiday, yeah. but there it's like one gay love story and one straight love story, both happening. Um, so yeah, it's cool to see stuff like that. I still think Lifetime does a, a better, better job, job. Mm-hmm. than than Hallmark does. Um, and also it's kind of like this whole project is fundamentally conservative in its core um, because wh- of where it's coming from, which is get people to buy a bunch of shit yeah. <laughs> and sell an image, sell an ideal. Um, but of course we we would always prefer to see more representation if a lot of that content is going to exist. But Fourth Down in Love was, you look, for what it was, I had fun watching it. What would you rate this movie, Lee, out of 10 freshly inflated footballs or 10 airport terminal bagels? <laughs> No, if it's the bagels, I would give it a four. If it's the footballs, <laughs> maybe a six. But this is like the the ranking of in the Hallmark universe. You yeah, know, yeah, this yeah, isn't that's groundbreaking on a curve. <laughs> this is a curve for sure. But I did watch the whole thing. I didn't find the need to turn it off as I do sometimes with these movies. You know what? That is, that's a high bar. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, I love that they're all like an hour and 20 minutes. We also watch it on Hulu, so not as many commercials, if any. Um, yeah, what did you, what What would you rate it? Yeah, you know what? I, I was, my instinct is 5.5. It's not my favorite, but it was, you know, bad in the right way. So that might b- actually bump me up to a six since we are grading on a Hallmark curve. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not like the best of the made for TV. Uh seasonal holiday whatever movies I've seen, but it's certainly not the worst. I've seen a lot worse. Right. I thought this was fun. I think it, as so many Hallmark movies are, um, makes for some really great folding your laundry. Yes, it really does. And I have to say, folding the, leads, your laundry TV. the leads commit uh, to this Hallmark narrative. They do. And they are they both actors that are in, yeah. in a lot of this stuff. So they like, yeah, they they lean in. They have They have fun with it. Um, they, they don't know what seem they're completely doing. dead behind the yes. eyes. So we, we always love that. And I'm they sure have, they have a great time doing them. I they mean, have at least a bit of chemistry, which a lot of these Hallmark mm-hmm. movies, you're like, these people have less than zero chemistry. And and they have I, about, could well, buy, yeah, I, I could buy it. I could buy it-ish. It. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would have liked a little bit more. But again, we can't get too we don't get here. Heat. We, just we get, don't get heat. We Hallmark. just get some muscles, some shoulders. We don't get any heat. No tongue. He's nothing, like, you know, not, he's like nothing decently exciting. cute. So whatever. We'll take it. I think a, a nice middling grade feels fair for this mm-hmm. one. And on that note, that is it for this bonus episode of Love to See It with Emma and Lee. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Lee Blickley, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Matarana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, do all of the things you would do to support a podcast you love. And of course, most importantly, spread the word about Love to See It to all of your friends. 
Yes, and if you want to get in touch with us about anything, even these Hallmark movies, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Libby Z. We'll be back next week with a rom com rewatch. Not a Hallmark movie. Can you keep up? I like love it. Stitcher.